for another great episode of God in Therapy with your favorite therapist, Tara Body, and my wonderful husband, Jason. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. All right. So me and Jason are going to have a great conversation today about finances. Money, 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 money. <laughs> <laughs> money in marriage is the topic, everybody. So uh, bring your spouse in, or if you think about getting ma married, you need to hear about this. But we're going to let the king, you know, my king, go ahead and pray us in. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, we just come thank you for this day. Thanking you for uh, another podcast that we're able to speak to your people. We actually just pour into us as we pour out to them uh, about this subject around finance. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I wanted to first of all start this conversation because, you know, this is tough. This is tight. A lot of people don't really talk about how tight the subject of money is in mm -hmm. marriage, you know, but the leading cause of divorce is two reasons. A lot of people say infidelity, infidelity but the other thing is money matters. Yep. Whether they don't have enough, whether they're fighting over it, whether somebody's being stingy with it, money is an issue in marriage that can really make or break your marriage. And so I thought it was a topic we really needed to discuss. Absolutely. So can you kind of tell the people, what does money represent, first of all, like money period for the average person? I think money represents a lot of different things for people. Mm -hmm. um, one, people will tell you money equals power, uh -huh. you know, um, money equals security, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, and it just, I guess it's how you grew up either worshiping money or idolizing money. Um, or if money was a necessity, which it is for, right. you know, for, it is a for, necessity, for, yeah. yeah, from, for 99% of people. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but you know, I, I think when you look at it from, um, a dating and a marriage standpoint, um, and you look at money, it's more so of this is mine. I work for this. It belongs to me and nobody's going to take it away from me. Well, and, and you and you mentioned something very key because money is security. Psychologically, a lot of people do not understand how money represents my security. It, it, it represents my protection in this world from utter chaos because mm -hmm. money with money, I buy food. I buy clothing. I buy my shelter. It is to take care of my essentials. Mm -hmm. Everybody every day is surviving, okay, on this planet, just like the animals. We're trying to feed ourselves, find a place to stay, and stay out the cold. So money is the way we do that as human beings. It is the currency. And a lot of people don't understand how deep money is to a lot of people. So when I'm a single person and I have money, I'm going to always protect my money. This is where we have the prenuptial agreement, people, because money is my security. Right. So then when I get married, I'm even looking at this person is, are they going to risk my security? Because money is how I'm taking care of myself. And that's for men and women. Because women. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. women, you know, we get kind of clown for these words. People say gold diggers because you ask a man, what is your level of security? Because when they're asking how much money you make, what's your occupation, it is not because they're trying to be a gold digger. It is because they're saying, am I going to be secure with you? Are we going to be able to survive together based upon the amount of security you have in the bank? And a lot of people come into marriages not understanding it does represent our protection from poverty, from suffering, from lack. And so a lot of people go into their marriages selfish about their money, their security. Yeah, but if you if you peel back the layers of the onion to the why. So if I'm not 100 percent confident that if I give you the keys to my kingdom, I give you the Your keys security. to my finances, uh -huh. 
that you're going to take care of it like I take care of it. Right. Are you are your spending habits worse than mine? Right. And so if I don't know these things, especially newlyweds or uh, those that are engaged, getting ready to go into marriage, mm-hmm. that's that's a tough decision. That's a tough thing to do. Um, and I don't know your family's background. I don't know. That plays into um, it. Did they even teach you how to spend money? Mm-hmm. Uh, what does money mean in your family? Do you even have an inheritance that they teach you how to save? Because we could come into a marriage with somebody and say, okay, you handle all the finances, but you didn't check if they were trained to handle it. Right. When right. we um, went through marriage counseling, one of the biggest like shocking classes they had us do, they said, everybody bring back your credit report and give it to your fiance. And there were people that really had an issue with that. Mm-hmm. They said, oh, no, no, no. The credit report shows your character and your spending habits. And you need to pass that to the other person. And I remember even looking at mine, like, let me look at it before I get it to them. <laughs> because, yeah, that's a risk. You see a person with a low credit score. And, and there is not even a backstory to how they got there. But it's like, whoa. Yeah. It's hard to explain when your when your credit score is the same as your shoe size. Yeah, it is you know, impossible. It's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but I was scared but because I'm, I got into the ma- marriage. You know, full disclosure, my family did not handle money right. Right. Like right. we don't. We did. We didn't. Us. I was not taught to pay people back. Yeah. It's like got him. No, I'm, I'm sorry, but we would get this money, pay, take these loans, buy these cars. And did not pay people. I watched my parents get things repoed. Ha- the, the landlords having to say, okay, y'all 90 days behind, get out. Like they really had a thing about getting into situations, not paying for things and then rolling out. I remember my first credit card and I was telling, you know, my mom, I'm having, a, I'm having a problem paying it. She said, oh, you don't have to pay them back. And I was like, interesting. I took these people money, ran it up. And you're telling me I don't owe them? And I remember talking to you about it because we were and dating. I, right. And you were like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Your credit is getting jacked. I said, no, nah, I'm not yep. paying it. I don't have it. And you almost had a conniption. You were like, hold up. We're supposed to get married. I can't play with you like that. That's how you get that shoe size credit score. And yeah, so, it wasn't you know, shoe size, it, but it, it was, shoe it size, was suffering. And I was in my 20s. I was 20. I didn't know. My family background is horrible with finances. God gave me a wonderful husband that understood finances. But we still had some issue because you're looking at my credit score, my background. And I'm like, hey, let me get in here and be in charge of these finances. And we need to combine. And you're looking like. I don't do bounce checks. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't do insufficient funds. I, 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 yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah. And so I, 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 funny story. <laughs> I remember when we first got married and bills would come in. Right. And as, yeah. soon, as, a, and as soon as a bill would come in. You I would pay, pay it. it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why would you give those people that you got we got 30, 30 days? days. <laughs> we got 30 days. And actually, pay $10 late fee, we got 60 days. We can ball out on that money. And you're looking at me like, oh, God, who did I get with? This is terrible. Yeah. And, and I was like, I don't know what you're doing. I really had no connection to the way you were dealing with money because I hadn't seen people who really take their money seriously, their credits seriously, but you didn't give up on me. Mm -mm. You were like, look, uh, see, you don't have this skill set. I'm going to kind of control the bill paying for a while. And I was feeling some type of way because we had in marriage counsel that he told us to combine our finances and we Mm -hmm. didn't have a problem. I was like, yeah, I want to combine it. 
yes joint account <laughs> i was like yes because i didn't have anything and um <laughs> i had a little bit of money but not enough to care there was no prenups right, right. on no my prenups. end no prenups. um and we combined but i let you because you were the skilled one which a lot of marriages they don't just say this one is the more skilled one let them control it for a while but over time you trained me and i've been handling handling the money now for what the past 10 15 years mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but i, I want to give i want to give folks out there a kind of a plan because it wasn't a flip of a switch no we didn't automatically combine finances um and i will be transparent and tara knows this even when it came to combining our finances right i still had separate accounts I remember I had a, a an account where we my did. direct deposit in. You had one. Then we had a bill account together, and I would always say we're going to put in a bill account where we're going to spend on bills. Right. And it wasn't that I wasn't trusting you, but it was just that until we got comfortable with each other, if you bounced a check on one account, I knew I had a cushion in another account right. that we could cover it. And so once you start to build that trust and you build that bond and you you truly. Um, know each other's spending habits. Which right. We can talk about that in a second. Well, because we thought we were together. We really did because yeah. we had that yeah. one bill account. We're like, we are combined. And both of us privately, now both of us both was of us? a little trash when it came to credit cards. And I don't know about trash. But yeah, yeah, you was yeah. trash with me. Let's go on because we, we're about freeing people. So we tell the honest, be honest over here. Because when we went to go buy our first house together, because mm -hmm. you had your home, but then it was like, okay, we need to move out of that. Whole nother episode of you know, having your home together. We went to go buy a home and they pulled that uh, credit up. And I was like, what have you been doing? You know, you had your credit cards. I had my credit cards. Both of us thinking we the only ones spending behind the spouse's back. But we both were having a good time on some credit cards. And we realized we had zero accountability, accountability. Mm -hmm. for spending in our right. marriage we had zero accountability. I was privately spending up credit cards. You were privately spending it up. We both looked at each other like, huh, you're doing what I'm doing. And we had to come together as a couple and straighten that out. Yep. Yep. And, and we couldn't pay them off separately because it was like, I'm paying mine off separately. You're paying yours off separately. We both snatching from the bill account behind the other person's back, trying to pay more than the minimum payment. And I'm asking you, what? why you take that? You asking me, why did I take that? So it was a lot of conflict mm -hmm. in that time because we were not fully together on the finances. Right, right. And so what we had to do, we sat down, we made a budget. That was the first time in how many years was that into the marriage? That, Ever. That combined budget. Ever. It, it, it was three years into the marriage. Three years into yeah, the marriage where we marriage. sat down and said, look, we are not actually together financially. Mm -hmm. We're not able to hold each other truly accountable and we're not going to be able to build the things that God is telling us to build and walk in purpose if we're not together on this very important aspect of the marriage. Right. 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 So one of the things I try to tell couples is you have to combine the finances. It's some people that fundamentally you disagree, disagree. with mm -hmm. me. You mm -hmm. said no, especially the divorcees that are getting married the second time. They say, no, my ex tow up my credit i'm not getting with anybody ever again this is my money you pay the light bill i'm paying the water bill uh we gonna uh split this kid's school clothes lord those conversations on those marriage sites <laughs> aggravate me to the, my core when yeah. they say i ask my spouse to give me half on the kid's school clothes right people 
Money is accountability. It's a lot of things that you don't know your spouse is doing because you all have decided we're going to split. You know, a couple of things I have realized that accountability helps get rid of a lot of infidelity. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are able to have these side marriages, side situations, side habits, side addictions because their spouse doesn't know how they spend their money. There have been people in full-on addiction, and it's not just infidelity, but I'm talking about gambling. Gambling is a big one, yeah. Gambling, pornography, drugs, shopping. Mm -hmm. How about the women that hide the packages in the trunk while their husband is in the house in the Amazon boxes? Yes, I told on y'all. You're hiding your shopping habit, and your spouse has no idea how much debt you are getting the family in. They don't know that you have depleted the accounts and that the credit cards are ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 because there is zero accountability. Mm-hmm. It's zero accountability. So for you as, you know, the primary breadwinner at the time, not the only, but the primary, what, it, what made you really decide, like, I got to bring my wife in on this money management because, you know, you got some family members that told you prenup, don't do it. Yeah, go and tell on them. They told you no, 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 no. Yeah. So I, one, well, I'm not gonna say one. The only way was God's way. Right. And so if I wanted to have a fruitful marriage, a fruitful relationship with my wife, um, I had to do what God told me to do. Mm-hmm. And so with me hiding money, putting money aside, not giving you access to our money together, um, isn't God's way. And so, um, me, me and God had a conversation. We had a couple, okay. we had a couple of conversations. Had a couple of conversations. Couple, couple of them. I, um, but it, it, it really built my trust in you as my spouse. Right. And if I couldn't trust you, if I can't trust you with something as simple as money, then how could I trust you with our children? How could I trust you? Right. Um, you know, just in our marriage as holistically, you know? Um, so that was a, it was a big one for me, but, um, that's why, that's why I did it, you know? Um, and, you and I, I remember we sat down and we had a conversation and I said, hey, this is a tough, I was very transparent. It's tough for me to relinquish something that I've been used to doing for 30 years. Right. And so um, once we had that conversation and you was like, I'm not going to jack up the finances. I'm not going to, you know. Right. Um, but well, you ain't that old. You weren't doing it for 30 years, but you had well, been doing yeah, it for yeah, about 15 exactly, years. Yep. But you but weren't doing it, it before enough, I met you. Right. Yeah. And it was enough to the point where. If something happened, we talked about it or yes. we, we looked at our budget and said, OK, we spent over in this category. We need to, you know, back. It's always food. We spent over eating out. Yeah, it was um, always food. It's yeah. always food. And, and we need to, you know, pull from another area. So having that transparency really, I think, helped us through a lot of disagreements. Right. Um, a lot of frustrations. Um, and then I want to throw in this caveat, too. And this is something that I'm thankful you and I never had an issue with. And I, I don't know. This is just dropped in my spirit about tithing right there we go there we go bring it up and tithing was never an issue regardless that that whatever amount you tithe and you see this coming or i'm sorry this going out of your household we never looked at that and said oh we can we can we can keep that money right and and spend it on something else we can apply that money towards a credit card that's something we never did we never did and even to the point where we would always every time make sure that it was automatically drafted Mm -hmm. out Mm -hmm. because we didn't even want to see it go out because as god was blessing us and favoring us because we got our money aligned under him and we did it his way by combining holding each other accountable paying the offering to his kingdom 
he did increase us. And sometimes those ties, you start looking like, well, all righty then, that's a lot. And we didn't yep. even want that. And I said, babe, I don't even want to be a question that we wouldn't honor God's house and honor his kingdom. So we're going to do it automatically. Now, having that amount of money coming out automatically mean you have to stick to your budget on everything yep. else yep. because that we did not play about. Right. That was a priority. We said if if other things have to fall, the ties will not be the thing that we compromise on. Mm -hmm. And we saw that God blessed us. And I, and I really appreciated that. When I met you and I and, and we were married, I said, hey, I've been paying tithes since I was 15 with a job. My mama did teach me to pay tithes. Now, we probably didn't pay them other bills, but we paid <laughs> tithes, which is why I think we survived. Right, right. I said, and I got to keep doing that. Are you good? And you said, absolutely. Make sure it's done. And mm -hmm. you never question that. Mm -hmm. You never question mm -hmm. My giving as God leads me. I've never questioned your giving as God leads you. And it has favored us as a couple. Right. And I think that's one of the key things that couples definitely have to be in agreement on how to pay the bills, how to take care of things, but also how to pay your tithes and offering to the kingdom, kingdom of God. And that's in giving because what is the word of God says? Give and it shall be, be given, given unto you. you. Mm -hmm. um, good measured and pressed down and, and shaken together and running over. But there are couples where one spouse is saying we're not giving to anybody's church. I'm not helping anybody. They're simply not givers and it's holding up what they're able to do as a couple. Right. Right. And you know, one, one thing we never got caught up in was the, um, I'm giving my money to the preacher or I'm giving mm -hmm. my money to, you know, this or that. It, it, my money is going to God. Right. It's going, like you said, to the kingdom. So, you know, I'm doing my part. I'm not worrying about what anybody else does with whatever they do it with. Um, but so many times, so many couples get caught up in that. Right. You know, and so, I mean, that could be a whole nother segment of, right. of giving. Um, but I think with our finances, that was that was a hurdle we never really had to jump over. Cause well, was, one hurdle we we did have to jump over, and I, I do need to bring that up, is the giving to other people, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was tough. And that's a, yeah. a, a, a bone of contention for a lot of couples is when is enough when you're giving to family and friends, you know, loaning people money, borrowing, mm -hmm. borrowing money. And I came into the marriage already having a set group of people that I was consistently giving money to. You're looking at me crazy like, why are we sending them money? Why are they asking us for money? That person works. What are you doing? And I'm like, it's just always been that way. I've always given them money. Mm -hmm. But now that we were married, you tried to check me on that accountability. Babe, that person is taking from you. That person is manipulating you. And I wasn't ready to hear it in the beginning of the marriage. I'm like, dude, this is just what I do. This is just who I am. I just give, give, give. And you had to actually give me some wisdom and balance on that, baby. You are enabling them. Mm -hmm. You are enabling them. They are not working. They're not doing what they're supposed to do. They are using you because of the bond, because of the, the title they have in your life, and because of the connection. And you must stop. And I had a problem with it. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I would sneak money to people. Don't tell my husband. And they, a lot of them would tell me, don't tell Jason that you gave me money. <laughs> and I didn't ever question, why shouldn't I tell Jason? Because I'm young. I got married at 23. So I'm like, okay, I won't tell him. But then I got, as I got older and closer to God and understood marriage in the context of what was happening, I had to tell you, we are one. Right. And how can somebody tell me, not to tell you about the money coming out of our, our home because yeah. it's our money. Yep. But I was treating it like it's my money. I mean, it's our money, but it's still my money. And if I want to give it to this relative and this person, I felt like I should be able to do it. But 
you were sent by God to really help me to filter through all those people who were using me, were manipulating my connection with them. And it took some years for me to allow you to do that Mm -hmm. because it was stealing from our household. It was taken from our household and I wasn't allowing you to do that at that time. And since I did that, God was blessing us even more because, hey, a lot of money is not going out anymore, you know, for our children and our household. And I appreciate that. And there are spouses out there. You're not allowing your spouse to even hold you accountable to the people you're giving to because you're using your heart, but you're not using your head and you're not using godly wisdom. And you're just dishing money out in places that God didn't tell you to. And your spouse is part of that accountability. Yep. And, you know, one thing about that, too, um, when you're spending money or you're giving money to, like I said, friends, families or what have you, I've always made a rule. I don't let people borrow more than either. I can come to you and say, hey, I gave this person a gift of X amount of dollars um, or I tell myself that I'm okay with not getting this money back. Right. I think too many times um, people aren't honest with their spouse or themselves. Right. And they say, hey, you know, I'll let you borrow X amount of dollars. I got to pay my rent. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have given me your rent money. Right. But now I'm, I'm coming to you, spouse. Um, we're going to be short on rent this money this month because I let such and such borrow money. And that's ridiculous. And it started it, it started so many fights. And I and I would tell you, I want to say this to the spouse where you got a spouse that's giving out all your money to other people. And you can clearly see there's an issue there that they're doing this to make people love them, doing this to make sure that they stay in good connection with people. You need to talk to them and be honest and say, are you more interested in building their home or our home are you more interested in your relationship with them or with me because you are one and you can call them out on that and say if we're not in agreement on these things you can't just keep doing Doing it it. Mm -hmm. and the spouse that's doing it you're out of order with god because you are one with your spouse there must be agreement on who you give to how much you give it to them i mean me and you even had an agreement at a point of how much money would we individually spend without telling the other person right because that's yeah. how those credit cards got up there because we were just like hey you know yolo ain't no end i don't have to tell you yet. Anything, i don't have to tell if you if it's over 100 you know i gotta tell you but it's a lot of 99 dollars shoes you can buy. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that because that was the rule we was like hey if it's under 100 well, you good but you keep doing that it becomes a problem mm-hmm. and we really came to god and submitted that and he was able to help us so we're we're really um trying to convey to a lot of you couples the way you handle money has to be god's way it has to be submitted unto him that y'all do this together you're supposed to hold each other accountable it's a lot of things you would not have gotten into if you really sat with your spouse and y'all looked at all the way through and then you got their buy-in if you don't get their buy-in there's some things you probably shouldn't do because if god is giving your spouse a pause you may not have a pause because you're like this is a one-time thing and we got to take this chance but if your spouse has a pause you need to at least have a conversation with them about why do you have a pause and how can i make you feel better about this spending this money and what is it going to look like don't connect their love for you as them saying yes to everything you want to buy and everything you want to pay for. I was speaking to a wife earlier today and I told her a lot of men are out here busting their butt to pay for things that their wife said they wanted at a particular time. And now the family is in debt because of desires that the wife said she wanted. Yeah. Because anything I spoke to you, I wanted, you didn't tell me no. And something you said at the beginning of the segment um, about knowing somebody's background. Right. 
That is so important because if you came from a background where you were always told no, 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 we can't afford it. You can't have it. You know, when you get older and mm -hmm. you start to either make money for yourself and you get involved right. where somebody, you know, you have those finances. Now you're just like, all right, I you want can't tell I, me no. You can't tell me no. I'm grown. Exactly. And I want the things that I couldn't get as a child when I was consistently told no. Now I can go ahead and buy it by, you know, whether it's a credit card or, or cash, I can go get these things now. And if you don't have that accountability, especially in a marriage, it, it can be a lot of turmoil. It's tough. You're yeah. right. A lot yeah. of people, you cannot tell me no with the money that I work with. But then you have no accountability. And God is all about accountability and your spouse is there for it. Yeah. So, you know, what, what, what kind of advice would you give, I guess, to men or couples, period, about this money matters and how to really connect with one another and partner with that? First thing I would just say is to be transparent with one another. Yes. Um, because it's it's okay to have differences of opinion as far as what the wants are, mm -hmm. but you have to take care of the household first. You have to take care of the core, the nucleus of your household financially first. Right. And then, like you said, once you make your budget, then you can kind of see where your play money can go towards and your spending, but live within your means. Right. Live within your means. You always don't have to have the newest, the greatest, the fastest, the, the blingiest, the pretty. I just made up a word, blingiest, the prettiest. <laughs> um, but live within your means. Um, mm -hmm. So my 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 biggest piece of advice, sit down with your spouse, sit down with your future spouse, put together a budget. Right. But find out the history of each other first when it comes to spending. How did your family hand, handle finances? Right. Budget is an ugly word. People feel budget is, is an ugly word. Nobody well, it, wants it, to be on a budget. It has to happen. It, yeah. it, but because you do a budget doesn't mean that you're on a budget. Now, right. that's a misconception because you're, mm. you're when you say I'm on a budget, you're restricting me. Right. But if I do a budget, basically, I'm just doing a, a transparency spreadsheet of where my finance is going. Yeah. And if you don't know where your finances are going, they get you can never, ever, ever, ever say, hey, I want to prosper. I want to be a millionaire. There's no millionaire that doesn't know where their money is going. Amen. Not Amen. one. So when you say you want to do a budget, yeah, do a budget. Now, being on a budget is like saying I'm being on a diet. You're doing it right. for a reason to have a certain outcome. So, you know, um, yeah, be careful with your words. But, yeah, do start with the budget. Start with the budget. Have that transparency. See where your money is going and see what means you need to live in. And the Lord will bless you as a couple if you do so. Thank you, sweetheart, for this Absolutely. great conversation. I pray that a lot of you get with God on this and submit to him. Have a conversation with your spouse. Make sure that both people are trained in money matters. If your spouse is not trained in money matters and you are, it is part of your duty to help train your spouse. It should not be that you control the money for 20, 30 years because you just don't trust them. No, they are capable of learning, especially if you do it in a respectful and loving way and tell them, I want both of us to rise. I want both of us to have this very important skill set because that you may not always be there and your spouse may be a widow one day and need to know how to handle finances. And they need to be able to take care of the finances that the two of you have built. So I pray that you all got something out of this conversation today. We enjoy having you. Take care. Take care.